2 Corinthians chapter 6. Turn, turn over there to it. And then get 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and then get Romans chapter 12. Come on, let's do a little bit of work here. Um, I, I, I gave you 10 things the last time I was here. And I want to talk to you about Mexico, but I don't have time to do that today either. Um, but I gave you 10 things. One of those things was, um, I forget which number it was, but it was evangelism and discipleship. And it says nothing else matters. It was number seven. Thank you, Elder. Now, I need you to keep that same energy you just had. Because usually when we talk about stuff like this, you know, we're like, well, that ain't for me. That's for the evangelism team. That's for the elders. That's for the outreach team. This is for us. I, I, have, I, I, have, I have almost got to a place that if we don't embrace this, then we don't need to meet down here. Because we've got a whole lot of stuff going on in church that has nothing to do with God's heart. And I will, not, I will not have a building and pay bills and have expenses and budgets to do what we want to do. Y'all quiet up in here already, see? I knew, I knew y'all was going to play me like that, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Um, I, I think we're breaking God's heart as it relates to this commandment. We do. Um, we must be committed to his last instruction. Now, we talked about on Wednesday night, the last two Wednesdays we've been talking about have we gone too far. I believe we have, and most of you agree to that. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17 says, To wherefore come out from among them, and be separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Um, this is not talking about we can't live in the world, we can't go to the jewel, we can't go um, to things that worldly people or unsafe people go to. It's, it's what it's saying is, I mean, that's, that's impossible. What it's saying is we should live separate from the wickedness and false values of the world. Said wickedness and false values. Now, now, what, what do we consider um, wickedness? What do we consider wickedness and false values? So, as you know, I'm not preaching you a sermon. I, I don't roll like that. We're talking. I want you to get understanding. Somebody say understanding. So, so it's not talking about you not going to the jewel or not going to your sister's baby shower because they ain't saved. That's not what that means. It means we are in the world, but we're not of it. We're not to partake in or share in the wickedness or the false values. What are some false values? Talk back to me. Let's, let's talk. What, what is it? Laws. What, what are some false values? False values. Somebody else got one? Take a minute. Some of y'all still in the Holy Ghost? Okay, come on down. Take a deep breath. Okay, talk back to me. What's some false values? Self-righteousness. Come on. Anybody else? Okay, let me, let me help you. Y'all thought I was going to preach you a sermon. That's not what I'm doing. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never preaching a sermon again. That, we're not in that dispensation. We're in a dispensation where if people don't learn how to live this life in Christ, when what's coming upon us hits us, you're going to be in line with everybody else. You and your scriptures that you've recited but don't understand. Money answered all things. Come on, any other false values that, that, that the world says is okay. Let me help you with what that means. It means the world says it's okay, but we live according to a different standard. That's a false value. Y'all know what some of them are. Manifest your own truth. Premarital sex, she says. What else? Why y'all looking at me like that? Huh? 
Now, now let, me, let me help you with this. Because some of y'all think, I don't know any because I don't participate in that. We all have an inner wickedness. Yeah, tell your neighbor, say, you got one too. You got I don't care how saved you are. I don't care what platform you have. There are some things. Paul talks about it. There are some things in you that you've been dealing with since you've been saved. And some days are better than others. See, false values. One of the false values is we got to match energy. That's a false value. Because the Bible says to love your enemies. The world says, oh, match energy. They tripping, you trip with them. That's a false value. And so coming out from among them and being separate means don't engage in the wickedness or the false values of the world. What are some other false values? Y'all talk back to me. Y'all can holler in the balcony too. Come on, talk. Pride. Yeah. What's that one now? Releasing stuff to the universe. Burning sage. Um, huh? Now everybody talking one at a time now. Is that what you say? Crystals. Okay. You mean the restaurant, the little hamburgers? Are... Oh, okay, I don't know about that. Okay, yes, sir. Stealing PPP loan money. Because <laughs> he said that's a false value, you see. No, because somebody, here's what somebody told me. They got more money than us. Get them before they get you. That's a false value. I know people right now that are locked up or on their way to being locked up because they took some of that money and they weren't supposed to take none of that money. Any other values? Yes, ma'am. Quick judgment. Quick judgment. Same-sex marriage. Horoscopes. What you say? Stand in poverty. Lying on your income tax. What? Everybody woke now, Brandon. Everybody woke now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Frying that chicken. Everybody, everybody hollering. Okay. What you say? You scratch your back, my back, and I'll scratch yours. Okay, any, any more before I go on? I got to get mine, you got to get yours. It's a selfishness in the earth. Have y'all realized that the earth has grown cold? People have become callous? See, it, it, it is not just people, people, people tripping, people mad, people. No, there is an evil undercurrent. When, 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 when you can kill a girl in Mexico and fly your butt back home and sit with her mama and lie and say, ain't nothing, that, that's, that's, that's cold, that's callous, that's, that's evil. Nobody wakes up and decides that there's an evil that we have accepted and received and, and we're playing a part in and we think it's cute. We have partnered with demons. But because they've made demons to look real pretty, we don't think it's demonic. And, and so when he talks about come out from among them and be separate, we're not talking about not being a part of things that are in the world. That is impossible. You should, as a matter of fact, he says in John 17, leave them in there. I need them in there. But I don't need them in there if they're going to be a part of what the people in there are a part of. Well, that means we can't dance. That's not what I'm saying. It means we can't drink. That's not what I'm saying. Because you go through scripture, I can't find any place in here that says you can't drink. It says don't get drunk, but you have the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, you, if you tell them that pastor they're going to drink, they don't need my license to drink. Folks going to drink if they want to drink. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And you probably shouldn't be drinking if you know everyone in your family and your daddy was an alcoholic and your mom was an alcoholic. 
Come on here, you can't hold your liquor. You outside on the porch naked after drinking one wine cooler. You might not need to be drinking. You done took your head out and out that naked because you done had one wine cooler. You probably stay away from some liquor. So I'm not, I'm not talking about legalism. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about legalism and what you can't do. Because if you have the Holy Ghost, he'll tell you what you shouldn't be doing. Because sometimes what you can do is what well, I can't do it. Y'all quiet up in here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become... Come on, no, said become. Said become. Now I'm saying said become. Who hollering new? (laughs) Said become. Because when you got saved, your soul wasn't a part of the transaction. So that song about the place I used to go, I don't go no more. And then I used to do, that song's not really true. Because once you get saved, there is a process of sanctification that we're all, a journey that we're all on becoming new. Uh, and he, here's how we do it. Go to Romans chapter 12. Y'all been shouting now it's hot in here. So we don't live as, as people that self-righteous. I can't go to the party because y'all are not saved. I ain't going to the baby shower because y'all had liquor there. I ain't going to there because y'all was down there smoking. No, that's self-righteousness. We just live as new people being transformed. How? Look at verse number two of Romans chapter 12. And do not be conformed to this world. It's wickedness. It's false values. Any longer with its superficial values and customs and be transformed. Look at here. I'm in the Amplified. Um, and progressively changed. Said progressively changed. As you mature spiritually. Look at this. We're all on, tell, tell your neighbor, say you're on a journey too. We're all continually growing and maturing by renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. This is what holiness is. Holiness is not no lipstick, no weave, long skirts. No, it's, that's not what that is. All of, but that's not what holiness is. Holiness is this, a commitment not to conform to the world. A commitment not to come. I got three people to say amen. A commitment not to conform to the world. It means living consistent with the will of God. It means to agree with God. And when you do that, it makes Jesus attractive. Because if you go too far on the other side, now you're in legalism. And you're trying to live by this list of don'ts and that gets you in trouble. Because I don't care who you are, as long as you're in this body, that flesh going to speak up at some point. You got you deep you want that. I'm deep. I don't know. My flesh don't never bother me. You a liar. If you are a woman that bother you, if you are a man that bother you, especially if you're unmarried or you, or you used to be married or you used to be sexually active, now you not, that thing calls for you. You can't go to the mountaintop and then be told you can't go back up there no more until you get married. That's gonna, that thing going to call for you sometime.
See, y'all, they don't want to talk about this, Drew. Listen, even when you marry, they call for you. And sometimes it ain't your spouse that's calling. Y'all want to talk about that. Y'all want to be real. That's why we got to come here to learn how to deal with this life in Christ against all of the worldly values and wickedness that's out there and in here. You ever done something and said, man, what, where'd that come from? Why did I say that? You have inner wickedness. You ever cussed under your breath and you born again? Don't raise your hand. She said, out loud, I know you. You ever had some thoughts that wasn't good thoughts? Come on, raise your hand. You ever had some lustful thoughts that wasn't like, wait a minute now. Come on, raise your hand. Be on you. I know you, I know you lead the prayer ministry, but did you ever have some lustful thoughts? And we get this kick out of, I didn't do nothing. The Bible says if you even think about it. If they're leading worship but you undressing them with your eyes, that, that's, you might as well go up there and grab a booty. It's the same thing. Okay, I'm going to go back over here. He said, no, no. <laughs> Look at 2 Peter chapter 3. I got 23 minutes. I'm going to use all 43 of them. Come on, 2 Peter chapter 3. Verse 9 in the Message Bible. Let's see what, what, what Pete says. He says, I think we should look at it in the King James first, prophet, and then we'll come back to the message. It's hot up in here. Y'all not hot? Man. Can we crack a window or something? Come on, a fan or something? Oh, I, okay, that's good. But I, I should come preach back there then. He said, take that jacket off. No, no, babe. Hey. Hey, this is my new jacket from Sheen. Come on here. They got my number now. They didn't have my number before. Y'all sleep on Sheen. They got a nice couple of outfits there. You probably can't wash them but twice, but they look nice. Come on here. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Okay. Y'all know I'm on this, this life-change journey to, to finally, I told you last time I was here that I was tired of struggling with my weight. I'm on this journey, right? So I'm like, I, got, I don't want to get in a whole lot of clothes. I like nice stuff like Drew. So I'm going to go here and get a couple of things here. So this is one of my little pieces. You like my piece? See? I don't care if you don't, though. But I'm glad she do. Come on here. Let's, let's see what Pete says in, in King James, 2 Peter. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Now, look at what it says in the message. It's better in the message. Why is it so small? The message, get the message, get the message. Don't overlook the obvious here, friends. With God, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a day. I can preach that, but I don't have time. God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. 
he is restraining himself on account of you holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's given everyone space and time to change. Say, thank you, Jesus. So he knows what he's doing. See? Now go to Mark chapter 16. So he says, he says, so don't take them out the world. I want everybody to be saved. I'm trying to get as many saved as I can. I don't want nobody to be lost. I'm not slack the way you think I'm slack. And this is where we come in. This is where we come in. I need you to represent me in the earth. I need you, Mark 16, verse 15, come on. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Said, preach the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Said, preach the gospel. To every creature, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. This is evangelism. Write it down. It's evangelism. Evangelism is proclaiming Jesus Christ. And put this on the end, with my life. That's why you got to come out from among them and not be a part of the wickedness because you got to proclaim Jesus with your life. Most people here will never have a pulpit and a microphone, but you're still counted on to go preach the gospel. How then? With my life. With my life. I'm, I'm married. My marriage should, should help preach the gospel. Even when we mess up in our marriage, you got to be transparent about it and say, hey, here's, how you, here's what you do. Because people are struggling in marriage and family and finances and all kinds of things. And we are the answer. Say, I am the answer. I am. Uh, well, I thought they said Jesus was the answer. Well, he's in you. Right. And you're the only Jesus most people are going to ever see. Right. Say, I have a responsibility. I know you don't like it. I know it's tough. You say, I wasn't called to that. Well, really, you were in Mark chapter 16. I go to Matthew chapter 28. I got 19 minutes. Come on, hurry up, y'all. I feel like I ain't been here in a long time. I came back the first week, and I was in Mexico last week, and then in, in London preached so wonderfully. Don't you agree? Yeah. And next Sunday is Youth Sunday, and our youth are preaching. They have, a, they have a, listen, they have a full service plan, and that should be our biggest Sunday. That should be the most attended Sunday, should be Youth Sunday. Because if they was dead, you'd come to the funeral. You'd be in line to come to the funeral if they was one of them who's in the dead. There ain't no seats in there. It's packed up in there. It should be packed up in here when they're living. So I'm encouraging every part. Don't, don't pick that Sunday. To say, I'm, it's, just you, it's just Youth Sunday. I'm going to stay at home. Don't do that. Be here next week, support our youth. Everybody should have on a, a Crave or Life Kids hoodie or T-shirt. They got new ones downstairs. We're going to turn up for our young people, right? Yeah. I said, right? Yeah. Now, I, now, now, I, now, I don't need Crave to holler. I need the, the, the saints to holler. We're going to turn up for our young people, right? Matthew 28. So that's evangelism. Matthew 28. Now the, now the 11 disciples, verse 16, went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted that it was really he. Mm. They came up and said to them, 
all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, here we go. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, said people groups. Help the people learn of me. Help the people learn of me. Help the people learn of me. Believe in me and obey my words. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We got to stop arguing over Jesus' name or Holy Ghost. We got to stop doing that. As long as you go down in the water and Father, Son, Holy Ghost, or in Jesus' name, or all of them, it doesn't matter to me, as long as you go down. We got to stop majoring in the minors. But if you don't go down in Jesus' name, then you ain't saved. Shut up. Who are you to tell me I'm not saved I didn't go down in Jesus' name? What kind of self-righteousness are we walking in? Okay. Um, um, teaching them. Say teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, remaining with you per perpetually. Perpetually. Ooh. Regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the world. This is discipling. Write that down. So evangelism is to preach the gospel or preach Jesus or proclaim Jesus with your life. Discipling means to hold people accountable of the teachings of Jesus. So once you get saved, now I got to teach you how to live. That's why we come to church. That's the only reason we come to church. We come to church to learn how to live. Because at some point you said, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be a Christian. Okay, we live by this. We come here to learn from here on how we should live. And we're not doing such a good job at that. Because when I talk to people now, they, other religions know more about our religion than us. Muslims know more. The, um, what's these guys? The Israelites know more. Even the Jehovah Witness come knock on your door. They know more than you. While you trying to rebuke them and bind them, you need to learn some scripture. This ain't no time for that. Get off my door, you demon. Oh, stop all that. You, that that's because you don't have the intelligence to talk with them about the scripture. Now you're going to just stop and start speaking in tongues to them. They don't want to hear that. Answer their question about your God you've been shouting about. I think we know more than we understand. And we're going to fix that. We're going to fix it or we're going to stop having service here. I told God, we're going to either do this or we won't have to have no church. I don't have to do this no more. Because I'm, I'm, I'm too old to come here, sing some songs, we shout, have a good time, give a word and go home and come do it again next week. That ain't what we're here for. Man, that's all we're here for. We're here to learn how to live. When you learn how to live, the altar line goes lower, counseling goes lower, because you ought to now be helping somebody else. Because now you're being discipled on how to live and not being discipled, I'm also making disciples. So we're going to challenge you in here. That's why this, this year, we're not, doing no, we're not doing no giveaways, we're not giving out no turkeys, we ain't doing none of that. Because we've been having our own little welfare service. All about us and what we want and what we need and we going through and we tired and we depressed and we need a healing and I need some money. It's like, wait a minute, that ain't what, no, no, time out. Wait, 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 wait. I can't be a part of that. And I'm very serious. And I've been talking to the Lord, having some real long talks with him and talks in London. Like, what are we doing? Really, what are we doing? 
We come here and pay bills and have all this just to do the same thing every week. And we ask people about discipling and evangelizing. They said, no, that ain't for me. What you mean it ain't for you? It's for all of us. We should be doing this corporately and personally. As a matter of fact, you should be talking to somebody every week about Jesus. I got four amens, five. Can I get one over here? Six. In the back, can I get one in the upset? Seven. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Eight. It's not a passion for us. Jesus, let's, let's keep looking. Let's keep looking. I got about 13 minutes. That clock ain't moving. What? what I was 19 before? Okay, 13 now. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Look at Matthew chapter 9. <sighs> Look at verse number 35 in AMPCE. This is not an, a ministry. Uh, auxiliary, a small group. I'm in the, the evangelism small group. Ain't no such thing. I'm on the evangelism auxiliary. Ain't no such thing. If you say you are part of evangelism. It's a commandment for the entire church. Every, write this down, every partner of our church should be certified in evangelism, discipline, and the altar. Where, 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 did we, where did altar workers come from? Because we all should be certified in the altar. You saved, right? That's why when I said a minute ago, I said, everybody, get out of your seat and go prophesy to somebody. And he was looking like, I ain't called to that. You are. We've made it too deep. You mean, you can't, you can't hug somebody and say, hey, brother, live. I encourage you in Jesus. You can't do that. That's for the elders. No, it's not. Look at Mark 9. I said Mark or Matthew. Matthew 9, look at verse 35. Oh, we're going to do some things in here. And there's some Sundays we're not going to come down here. We're going to meet at the mall or at the park. If there's things happening in our city, we're going to meet there. There's a parade, we're going to meet at the parade. And put on our shirts and we're going to do evangelism. But I don't, my feet be hurting. And I don't, no, 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 no. I get tired quick. I get hot. I get hot out there, baby, hot. You know, it's COVID out there, COVID. And COVID, and your COVID is out there, and the people out there breathing, they got masks, it's a lot faster. But you forgot you got a Facebook page. You, you done been to, 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 you done been to Jamaica, Jericho, you done been to the, <laughs> to the baby shower, the wedding, come on here, the bar mitzvah. You done been to the musical, you, you done been to Jay-Z concert, you done been to Tina Turner concert, you done been, oh, you been everywhere, you been, Mar- you been Zare, Walmart, you been to Wee Boats, you been everywhere. But when they come down to church, you know, that, you know that, that, that COVID, that COVID. You been on 15 airplanes and that ain't nothing but a germ thing in the sky. I was on the plane, Jack, and this man sitting next, he's just a coffin. <laughs> I said, sir. <laughs> it's too late for a mask, but you stop the coffin. Or go to the laboratory or something, or get off at the next stop, but you can't sit there and keep doing it. Verse 35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages. We're going to tell you about some villages, me and PC, up in the mountains of Mexico last week. 
I got some stories for you. I got some stories. See, y'all, I'm ready to go to the nations. I remember I was in Africa, and they had me in, this, in the back of this car, Jack, who can take me to preach. And what they do in Africa, you get out, they have all these churches lined up waiting on you to come. And you go, they wait. They've been sitting there waiting for hours, see. And they, they walk seven hours to get there, and it's packed. They stand in the room only, and they got this church and that church. He said, there's a church down there, but the last pastor, they beheaded him. I said, well, we ain't going down there, Jack. <laughs> don't, and don't, don't play the be strong in the Lord card or none of that. I'm not going down there. I'm trying to get back home to this one and my kids after this ordeal here. Say they said, don't be no fool. But Jesus got me. He, I'm like, why don't you even tell me that? And the last pastor, they beheaded him. They never found, okay, we're going to go this way then. <laughs> okay, what was that, Antoine? Um, villages and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, and curing all kinds of disease and every weakness and infirmity. And when he saw the throngs, look at verse number 36, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them. He was moved with compassion because they were bewildered. They were harassed. They were distressed. They were dejected and rejected and helpless like sheep without shepherds. Like sheep without shepherds. And the message Bible says this. It said, and it broke God's heart. This is how important sheep and shepherd is to him. He's the big shepherd. He is the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. But he said, I give you pastors. I give you under shepherds. There must always be communion with sheep and shepherd. And there is an all out attack to, uh, to detach sheep from shepherd in this hour. And it's dangerous. Now quiet up in here. You got to have a shepherd. And if I ain't it, find one you can go to, you can trust, it can pour into you, but it's the wrong time to not be covered by a shepherd. The wrong time. It's the wrong time. He says, and it broke his heart. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. He considered the people that were out there without covering, without shepherds that was depressed and dejected and rejected. He said, this is harvest. He says, a whole lot of them. But here is the problem. Look here, look here. But the laborers are few. There's a whole lot of folk with needs and need Jesus and need what you have. And no, I'm not perfect and you're not perfect, but you know Jesus has done great things in your life since you yielded your life to him. There are things you can say, this happened because of Jesus. Yes, I'm still working on my marriage and trying to get my money a little bit better, but I am better because of Jesus. And the world needs you to hear you say that. We done made this a personal thing and I'm sick of it. I ain't got to come down. I ain't got to get dressed up and come down here for this. Oh, we ask yourself this question, but do not raise your hand. When was the last time you led someone to Jesus? Not invited them to church. I invited them to church. The whole pastor preached his best message. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Because when they come here, they should already be saved. They should be looking for a community to connect you now. 
where they can grow and be discipled. Because you got them saved at Walmart. You got them saved at work. You got them saved in the break room. You got them saved on a Zoom call. You got them saved at Weeboat. You got them saved at Zaya. You got them saved at Cubs. You got them saved at the places you were going to. Then you says, hey, need a community? Come and go with me. I, I'm a part of a nice local community called Lifeline. And we have life groups and we grow and we have prayer. We have prayer online. It's simple for you. Go online, listen to prayer and pray in your own house. We have community talk. It's a great place to be. You can serve there. You can learn there. Yeah, our leader teaches the word practically, but if he ain't teaching, his wife teach. And if they ain't teaching, the Sanders teach. And if they ain't teaching, the elders teach. It's a great place. And they come and say, I think I like it here. And it's a place for your kids and your young people and the seasoned saints and everybody. But not come to my church. And I hope pastor preaching. I hope they go to the altar and I hope they get saved. That's your job to get them saved. I, I, I lost this whole side. Man. I'm so serious about this. We, we can take the money in the bank and we can give it to a, a, a worthy cause and all go home. And meet once a month online. Because church costs. Hello, balcony. Church costs. Church costs 100%. In our church, just 25% of givers at 100% of, of things you got to do. We can stay at the house. And we ain't going to fulfill his call. Look at this. So what do we do? Real quick, I got four minutes. I got four minutes on the screen. What do we do? Are you ready? You create what's called a frank list. Let's go. Number one, let's go. Friends, write it down. Number two, relatives. Number three, acquaintances. Number four, neighbors. Number five, coworkers. You should have somebody in each category that you're dealing with. Can't save the world, but there should be a friend. There should be a relative. That's why you gotta be so careful with your self-righteous self around your relatives. Because the Bible says we all once were. You can't be tough because Leroy and Lucia still smoke weed because you should smoke weed with them, remember? And just because you didn't smoke weed, what did you do? And we got to stop holding unsafe people accountable for things we ain't even doing ourselves. Friends, relatives, acquaintances, these are not friends. These are people that you just kind of run into here and there. You know of them, or maybe you're on your block, or you pick up your kids, they work at a place, pick up your kids. That's acquaintances. And neighbors. Neighbors. Do your neighbors know that you're even a Christian? If they had to guess, if we went to your house and knocked on your neighbor's door and said, yeah, um, what religion do you think your neighbor is? Would they say, oh, no, they don't go to church or nothing. Would they say that? Oh, you talking about Linda? Oh, no, no, she don't go to no church. Not Linda. So, yeah, she go to church, she go to our church, she go on the prayer team. Really? Would that be the response? Co-workers. That's why you can't sit around talking about the boss with them. Can't complain about you ain't getting no raise with your co-workers. When I, when, I to, when I used to work, I wouldn't even go in the lunchroom with them. Because I went there one time, and they got to fight in the lunchroom. I mean, they got to fight in the lunchroom. And it ain't but four, four of us, you know what I mean by us? It ain't but four of us in the office. 
and us four in the, in the lunchroom, and three of them get to fight. I said, okay, this is my last time I'm here with y'all. You see what I'm saying? You can't participate in certain things. You have a list. What do I do with the list? Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bless them. What does that mean? Let's go. Let's go. Number one. Let's go. You, just one at a time. You begin by praying with them. Nobody turns down prayer. Nobody turns down prayer. Fresh in today's time, you can pray with anybody. Anybody. You ain't got to know what you're saying. They was praying for me in Mexico. I don't know what they said. I was looking like this, like, all right now. They was going in, Drew, I don't know what they were saying. But they was praying, they had their hand on my head, and I was like, all right. All right now, Jesus. But you, you out and about in the Walmart and you see certain things, you can say, try it. Says, brother, can I pray with you? They're not going to say no. I trust me, they're not going to say no. They're going to say, oh, yeah. Then you listen to them. Write it down. Bless, listen to them. How you doing, brother? And when they start talking, you walk off. Wait, come on, come on, listen. Because that listening may start a whole week of conversation where you gain their trust. Eat a meal with them. Food always helps everything. Everything is better with some wings. Come on here. And then serve them. After you pray with them, you serve them. Can I help you meet a need? I just, it's just been rough for me. And I've just been trying to get my lights back on. And, and how much your light bill costs? It's $435. He said, well, sister, I don't have no $435. I can get 25 on it or something. Well, help you find a place that'll help you or something, but, but help serve them. Don't just pray and say, Lord, help their lights come back on. No, no, no. Be answered prayer for people. Somebody, you, you know somebody needs some groceries um, for Thanksgiving? Don't just pray that God would bless their table. Help them. Or go to some of your friends that stole five turkeys last week and get one of them turkeys that could be your friend. Some, some of y'all went to every church that was giving away turkeys and got a turkey. You don't need all them turkeys. You acting like a jive turkey. Now you don't need all them turkeys. And then, and then, and then share your story. Your story was meant, was meant to be shared. I ain't talking about thanking praise God for my being here, the head of my life, my pastor. I want to thank, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about giving your coworker a ride home and saying, hey girl, I was a single mother too. I messed up big time and so forth and so on. And this is, and share your story. One of the biggest things that helps people in, in marriage arena is us sharing our marriage journey. And like, I cannot believe it. Pastor, y'all, what, who? And it's like, is that Jesus? Who is that? Here's some talking. Is that you, Lord? Y'all didn't hear them deep voices? Okay. Is that y'all back over there? Oh. Say, say your story. Everybody got a story. 
even if your story is still in process. Say, hey, girl, I ain't got it together, but I'm working, and I, and I pray every day, and I got me a, a, a therapist, and I got this, and, and, and I go to church, and I got a, I'm in a small group, and I'm, I'm getting better. Share that, because folk want to know. They don't, want, they don't want the impression that, oh, I can't do this because all y'all are perfect already. Or y'all have already arrived somewhere that I'm not. And if you want to keep portraying that you've arrived, that's not okay. People want to hear these words. Me too. For real, me too. I, I thought that way too one time. It helps. Now, now, I want to challenge you with something. Go one more scripture and I'm done. They give me the double zero. Go to Romans 10. 80% of Americans, listen, listen. 80% of Americans don't attend a church or subscribe to a religion. That means it's work to be done. You should be ushering and evangelizing. You should be on the praise team and evangelizing. As a matter of fact, even with outreach and what Kim does, every ministry should have their own outreach endeavors. Not waiting for Kim to say, we're going to feed my starving children. The music department should say, we're going over here next week to do this as a, as a music department. The ushers are going down here to do this because it should be the culture of our church. And it used to be and something happened. But well, we feel like, you know, we got hit by the pandemic, Pastor. We all hurting too. Well, yeah, Effie, we all got pain. But we don't get off the hook from what God has called us to do. Y'all getting quieter and quieter up in here. We become in some ways lazy. We become selfish. It's all about how we feel, what we want to do when we want to do it. I don't feel like going. I don't feel like going. I don't want to serve. I'm, no, no, no. You should be moved with compassion. They come and say, we're going to bless babies with clothes. I'm on it. You ain't got to make five announcements. You ain't got to do none of that. You said, bless babies and clothes. I got you. What you need, a 4T or a 5T? Oh, the family ain't got no food. What you need? Turkey? What you need? Hams? What you need? You need what you need? Milk? I got you. And we should have too much stuff. And not after 18 announcements. 18 video announcements. Now here you come with a can of milk. No, no, I'm telling you the truth. Because somewhere it, it stopped being our culture. We stopped being moved with compassion. I be looking for folk to bless. I ain't just talking about tithing. I be looking for people to bless. Like, I be in restaurants like, oh, let me see, let me see, let me see. And I try to bless people, man. They be like, no, nah, that's okay. I'm like, man, take it. That's what I found. And, and listen, I ain't talking about blessing down. They look like they need some money. I ain't talking about that. I just give because I want to keep this thing working in my life. We was at Ruth Chris, and I saw a whole family sitting there celebrating the birthday. And Lord said, pay for their meal. And I said, wait a minute, because I got to pay for mine, too. And mine, $300, so what there's going to be is six of them. But I bet you this, I bet y'all never be broke. You'll never be broke, because I'm always giving. Here's my words, how can I serve you? How can I help you? What can we do for you? I ain't got time to read the scripture. We got to go. Play something nice and sweet, Chris. You know that song, Softly and Tender, Jesus is calling, calling all sinners, come on. Don't, I just, don't play it. I just thought, just thought about it. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, will y'all join me in this endeavor? Well, that was weak.
Will y'all join me in this endeavor? Thank you, sir. And it's not my endeavor. Listen, this is what it is. It's the last instructions God gave to us through Jesus before Jesus left out of here. He said, I'm about to go, but just what y'all need to do while I'm gone. And we've made this whole thing about us. Put your feelings to the side. If you got out of the habit of doing something, get back in the habit of doing something. Serve. Even painting the basement downstairs, that's serving. So when people come, they have a nice, pretty basement. That's, it's all connected. And you can't keep saying, I just don't have time, I don't have time to evangelize, disciple, serve. I don't what you, so what you got time for? You want Jesus, just keep serving you, huh? That's not okay. It's not okay. Father, forgive us for making part of this about us when it is your will for us. We repent for breaking your heart. We repent for doing our own thing. We repent for leaving the harvest in the field. We repent for not putting in the sickle. We repent. We make decisions today to get back to what you called us to do. In Jesus' name. Did y'all hear what I said? Well, clap your hands real quick for me. Preach with power, son. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go home. Did I receive the offering? Okay, I got to get that money. One second. We're going to challenge everybody week to week. We gave you the Frank list. What was it? Come on, friends, relatives, acquaintances, and co-workers. Identify somebody on that list. Put the name next to the list you made. Fill out your list. And then start your list. And at the end of every month, we're going to check your soul count. See, here's what churches do now. We have a good time about 80 people got saved today. And I know pastors that are trying to keep those numbers up and they're, 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 they're wearing themselves out. Alcohol, everything. That, that, I don't even think that's the actual way we probably should be doing it. You should have your own soul count. And you bring them in and you say, hey pastor, I got five saved this week or this month. I got two saved this month. And we said, thank God for the harvest of 80 people. Now, now, it's up to God where he places them. He may send them here. He may send them down the street. But, but, but he, it's one kingdom. Just do your part in getting them saved. We're going to create some cards for you. And we're going to be, I'm, I'm, listen, notice what I said when I told you about the 10. What did I tell you? I said, nothing else matters. All this we see going on, nothing else matters. Because even the whole deliverance portion, all of that, it's us delivering one another, prophesying to one another, praying for one another, healing one another. What about the harvest? You don't need no more prophecies. Not in that sense. A, a man of God told me, he says, if you have to keep being prophesied the same thing, that means you are not obedient. 
how much confirmation you need. I said, whoa. We'll get you some cards. We're going to start your soul count. So you get your list. You're going to start working your list with your life, conversations, praying, blessing people, having lunch with them. And sometimes you don't even take that whole process. You can be like, hey, sister. Because one thing God does is prepares the heart of people that you're going to minister to. And they can be such hurting and say, hey, sister, just yield to Jesus. I will. And you say, okay, just say this prayer with me. I believe Jesus died for me. I want to be a part of his kingdom. That's it. I want to be a follower of Jesus. That's it. I don't know the prayer. I don't know that prayer they be saying. You do your own prayer. I told you you need to be evangelism and discipleship and altar certified. And this is why so many people are going through because they've made life about themselves. And I'm sick of us going through. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. As soon as you get one group clear and happy, then this group fall apart. And you got to go and got to hug them and pray for them and cry with them. And you get them good. Y'all good. Praise God. You back in church. Hallelujah. And you leave them there. And you go. And now this group fall apart. Oh, and we're just going back and forth. What about the harvest? Yes, we go through with our marriage, but we go to what we've been discipled in. Yes, we go through with our money, but we go, but we don't just keep going through. I hope y'all can hear my heart today. I'm not fussing. I'm just trying to tell you because enough is enough. Somebody called me last week. I said, nope, I'm not even taking a call. We done prayed with you enough. We done cried with you enough. Make some decisions. You're going to wet me out. Help us, Jesus.